So when you look at mental health, right, besides breaking the stigma, magazines, newspapers and social media have become a breathing ground for what is called pop psychology. So today we'll be looking at why pop psychology is harmful and how it has an effect on our um, our subconscious mind. Our guest is uh, Umme Muhammad, uh, who's uh, passionate about mental health and has a special interest in Islamic uh, psychology, a field in which he has studied and completed advanced levels um, and, and practical training. Uh, she offers Islamic psychology coaching and mentoring, and she's the founder of Millennial Muslima. Umme Muhammad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Jazakallah for having me, Mulan. What is pop psychology and why is it called that? Um, pop psychology is something that is a simplified uh, version of basically the commercial offshoot of what is known as the human potential movement. Now, this should not be confused with positive psychology, which is actually a field of study within um, psychology. Pop psychology is basically what you see um, on social media with these, you know, these pretty pastel-colored posts about over-promoting positivity, over-simplifying issues that are, um, you know, regarded as uh, mental health issues, and they often promote... um, Messages that may not be in keeping with what is really um, stood in would call now real psychology and the men- medical health um, perspective. So, in other words, it's it's psychological concepts that have just become popular but are not scientifically proven. Well, I would uh, I wouldn't go so far as to call them psychological concepts. I would probably say these, these are popular, what we would say, catchphrases mm. or things that we've heard in terms of motivation and maybe self help that have now transcended into the field of psychology, and people then adopt these beliefs or these teachings as part of what is considered normal psychological um, growth or development. So what, what, what's the concern? Why is it uh, problematic? Well, if you look, at, uh, basically one, one uh, aspect of the discussion is pop psychology in and of itself, right? Mm. And what is um, our focus, and, and which I think is more suitable for this discussion because it's quite a short one, is how um, pop psychology has impacted um, social media. How mm. it has grown, you know, like... What has social media done with this um, fodder from pop psychology? So as you know, you know, especially after COVID-19 and isolation, etc., a big part of our reality is shaped by what we see on social media. You know, we know we, if, if you are in the public domain, you know how much social media has impacted um, people's lives negatively and, you know, more than uh, positively as well. Because there's so much of information overload on social media, a person isn't going to take the time to sit and sift through what is real, what is not real, what is accurate, what is scientifically sound. So just like how we are attracted to pictures that look good, if we see these uh, pop psychology uh, banners or posts or whatever that sound good to us, that say, okay, this makes sense, you know, let me follow this. And then 
you know, take one bite of this uh, poison fruit and then continue doing so until you find yourself very confused, very messed up. And, you know, if it's someone who has underlying uh, mental health issues, if, if it's someone very young, maybe a teenager, where they are still developing, they still haven't found their identity, these can have really serious consequences for people like that. So it's about all of these things that, that, that are floating around and people are consuming it because of, of, of many hours of browsing. Not just that. These are things that are also being adopted and promoted by people who position themselves as mental health advocates. They position themselves as maybe life coaches. And then when you read their content, you know, you, 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 you sort of bit confused because if this person is someone who has positioned themselves as an authority or an expert in this field, then, you know, it becomes really irresponsible for them to start promoting concepts that are not psychologically sound. Because I suppose that, you know, so many people are becoming life coaches and going into this field, perhaps they may not be aware that what they're promoting is actually harming people who are vulnerable. You know, on the topic of, of life coaches, what, what defines a life coach? Uh, I suppose anyone can call themselves a life coach. It doesn't, don't, don't even require qualification. Oh, not at all, Molana. Um, you know, the, the, this, I know this interview is really short and this is something I'm really passionate about. So I'm just going to hold back and give you the short answer here. Um, you don't need a qualification. Life coaches are part of what we call the wellness industry. Hmm. So they, so if you are a person, you know, maybe just a teenager, you've come out of school, you need some guidance. Maybe you run a business, you need someone to help you, you know, strategize, you need an accountability partner, et cetera, et cetera. There's no harm, and that is where life coaches thrive. And don't get me wrong, there really is a place, a very big niche for life coaches in the community and their contribution towards, you know, the overall well-being of the community. Being said, have to understand that these have to be ethical life coaches who are practicing within their scope of expertise. We're seeing a very big overlap and, and where all the problems are starting is when these life coaches then want to now transcend into the mental health fraternity and go into treating people, you know, and I'm going to say treating in inverted commas, people with mental health issues. Now, not only is that unethical, it is illegal. Mm-hmm people, you know, almost on a daily basis, I get people contacting me, telling me about horrific incidents that have happened with these life coaches. I mean, there's, there's now some sort of MLM, you know, like a multi-level marketing concept with regards to life coaching and they're selling these life coaching packages. So anyone and everyone can just do a course and become a life coach and then unleash themselves on the public, mm-hmm. become really a, a danger to the public. Absolutely. What, what, what safeguards can we look at? I know people are shy to ask for people's qualifications, but really now that's what we have to do. Do some research on the person that you're going to. I mean, you're entrusting this person. And, you know, if if someone is saying that they are life coach, you would expect some sort of, you know, ethical responsibility. And and besides that, as Muslims, as an amana, if you, you know, projecting yourself as something, be honest in that. Um, You know, if they part of, you see, there's no ethical bodies like HPCSA that, regulates life coaches you know people can choose to be part of Comensa, but if you have an issue with a life coach you know what's your recourse there are very few um so so definitely research also look at um 
the type of information that this person is uh, projecting. So if they are, you know, sharing things like ter- terminology and catchphrases and things like that, they it's not really psychological concepts that um, are things that you would want to do if you had an issue with mental health. And one of the dangers is that people waste their time. So just say I'm someone with depression, for example, mm-hmm. and I see these things on social media, and I'm someone quite young or, or someone who doesn't know how to spot that I am headed into a depression. But I'm going to waste my time on these things, you know, following these things, following the, the examples that they give me, following the guidelines they give me. Actual fact, my condition may be getting worse. Of seeking help from a professional where if I go to my GP even, you know, but because he's a medical professional, he may say, look, go and do this blood test. Then tell me, you know what, your vitamin D levels are low. Let's sort out your vitamin D. You know what a big impact low vitamin D has, especially now post-COVID. A lot of people have vitamin D deficiencies, which is exacerbating this depression. Sort out your vitamin D levels and then you're feeling like yourself again, which is something you could have done right at the beginning. Save yourself a whole lot of misinformation and suffering had you gone through the correct person. Absolutely. This is also another danger that we are finding. All right. Shukran so much, uh, Umi Muhammad. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but a fascinating discussion. Barakallah, Fiqh. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.